Hello and welcome to the Dad and Sons podcast. Today we have the lovely George Weedman and the also lovely, I mean, whatever, uh, Liam. Wait, wait. <laughs> also lovely, whatever? <laughs> this is how I want to start the morning. <laughs> nice and groggy with uh, so, so lovely people. I was looking forward to indulging you in Hollow Knight, Matt, but now I'm kind of just like. Well, you know, oh, whatever. Yeah. You guys are gonna be <laughs> gonna be getting into that, aren't you? Oh yeah, real hard. Well, mm-hmm. for for entire minutes at a time, I bet. I we'll we'll use one minute, okay? One minute, and we'll just like shotgun it out. No, no, no. You, you can have you can have more than one minute for talking about a uh, a great game. Sure, uh, a game that's been out a while. That, oh, um, what? Got, got this is not Metal Gear. To, uh, it's it's been out a week. Uh, <clears throat> it's been out a week. Aren't you gonna talk about like that 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 crazy guys game? Uh, a way out. Oh oh yeah yeah that crazy guys game. Yeah. yeah so it's uh kind of interesting how we're doing doing the podcast this week. I mean, last week we had our E three train wreck spectacular bonanza. This week we're going back to regular. Which which means that we get to like fight for the games that we're talking about in the beginning, and and since it's been like two weeks since that, that means that I have a list. <laughs> I have a few. Well, it, it seems smaller than usual, George. Yeah, it does seem smaller than usual. And the first one you made a video on, so it's like we've already. Yeah, like why are you even talking about it, really? Yeah, we've already been there. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we, we, we have already been to a way out, but but I kind of like went through a reversal, a metamorphosis, if you will. I've I've gone I've gone one end. I found my way out. You've of, gone of full the other David end. Cage. <laughs> and mm. now I um I I you know I was fully emotionally engrossed. I uh, was was experiencing the uh, revolutionary new cusp of a video game as a storytelling medium. It's truly coming into its. Uh, I don't know. I a way out never really did break out of of that. Uh, Oof. Oof. Yeah, I know, right? It, it never it never really did like fully come into into its own as something that felt like it like needed to be a. a, a cooperative david cage game format up until the very very end then it starts doing some cool things with being a cooperative david cage co-op moment but up to that point it still gets uh a little interesting and fun with the format and in a similar way to how um until dawn did it's self-aware of the cinematic tropes influencing behind it like this thing goes through a montage of like ripping off all the major crime movies of the past i want to say like 20 to 30 year window of crime movie archetypes it, it it goes through a bunch of stuff from 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 Heat, and then a bunch of stuff from from Scarface. Somehow there's a bunch of stuff from Face Off crammed in there too. Oh like, wow! Yeah, they they do a job kind of homaging uh, turn of the '80s going into '90s crime movie phenomenon that that was uh, really cute to see a game kind of homage and reference again like they do a lot the, the first half of the game where you're actually escaping from prison is like half uh homages to shawshank redemption and when i was first playing through it i was like thinking that that was just the bedrock for the uh 
the references and archetypes grounding this this cinematic video gaming experience but it was really just one of a <laughs> very very diverse toolbox of 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 ripoff materials that they're going through it's funny because last week you were almost determined to derail our train wreck by very vocally wanting to talk about this so i thought you'd done like a complete 180 and now decided it was good well i mean now now in reflection you seem to have gone back to how you were feeling the honeymoon phase is over now yeah like last week you were like i have to i have to set the record straight i have to let the people know that. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I have to let them them know that it's like fine. It's okay. It's it's perfectly de- it's cool. So you you recommend <laughs> so people it's, buy it's it? Okay. It's it, it, like last week you you were of a bit more of a positive tone towards it. Almost yeah, a, d- definitely. a forgiven a, a forgiving. You were a- no, no, apologetic. I'm, I'm, I'm positive. It. I'm still I'm still positive. I'm still apologetic. I I apologize that it didn't seem as cool in the first half as it seems in the second half. It's just I think that the the thing that makes it hard to judge is that a way out makes a great case for a like $25 price point that's not really exploited that often in the industry. And you get like a second copy for a friend to play with full free, right? Oh yeah, and that's actually how I did it. So I'm a real piece of shit. Wait, what? I I, I you, oh you got a free copy free with yeah because because as long as one player has a copy, the other player doesn't have to buy the copy. That's amazing. Ah, so you didn't even buy it. You got someone else to buy it for you. And we had good fun for six hours and may never play it again, which sounds like a movie. Like right. he wants. He wanted he yeah. you know, he wanted to make movies. He always did. Now he made one. Now he And I'm gonna see what the price currently is for A Way Out on Origin. But I uh Yep, yep, it's thirty dollars. And so for six hour experience that you're not really going to replay immediately that $30 becomes uh i don't know because like, technically it's $15 cuz if you're going to so? cuz if you're going to split it with a friend you know you get oh you, get, you could split it yes yes you get two copies you have to play it with a friend so i mean unless one of you is incredibly generous i assume most people will split the difference or or whatever um, oh, I don't know. I mean, you're still getting two copies of a game for thirty dollars. Wait, 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 wait! No, no. I need to. I need to clarify. The way it works is that you, if if you purchase the A Way Out interactive entertainment video game product by Electronic Arts on <laughs> on the Origin by Electronic <laughs> Arts Entertainment Interactive Software Fun Store. You're paying $30 for one copy of the game. Your friend, on the other hand, downloads the A Way Out Interactive Entertainment Medium Fun Friend Pass. Yeah, but that is still technically the same thing, because that friend is never then going to go play it with someone else, are they? Well, they can't start a new game by themselves Ah, with the, the friend the friend pass version of the game considering the limitations uh, of the game anyway not being able to play on your own and also having to have have to have a friend there it kind of seems just like two copies anyway 
Because both, <laughs> even if you own the account where you can start a new game, you still can't play unless someone else is willing to play with you. And the thing that still did strike me towards towards the very end, even as if it, as it was getting interesting with the cooperative puzzle solving aspect, was you could still get an AI partner to do all this stuff, even though it is way cooler having a friend there going through the uh, um um the emotional gravitas of tying the action to their narrative delivery, there's still nothing really keeping a computer from pressing the same button prompts that human could. It looks like it does, like, a lot of... From the videos I've seen that I've tried to be apologetic about it, not that it obviously isn't a bad game, but it tries to do far too many different, like, mechanics... Like, it introduces stuff all the time, right? Like, one minute... Uh, like, one minute you're, like, pushing a car door open or something, and then you're, like, fishing in water. It, it, it's like you never do the same thing twice, right? Like, it has all yeah, these different activities that they experience together. I think that's deliberate. Yeah. I, I'll, 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 I find I'll, that really intriguing because that's really fucking hard to make. <laughs> Like multiple different systems that you're only going to use once is pretty, pretty unique. Yeah, because animating takes time, doesn't it? That's not even that. It's the way you you know interface with the game. Like if you built a game around gunplay, but you only use like the gunplay a couple of times, and then you have to build entirely new systems for everything else. It's kind Speaking... of intriguing that they've done it like that. Speaking of which, half of the fun was just seeing how many absolutely ridiculous action scenes that that fuck the Oscars guy, I guess, had choreographed our two uh, um, rambunctious camp heroes to stumble and bumble their way through. This is a game that has a first person... Not a first person. It has a third person shooter system very thoroughly built into it with with smooth recoil action every time you like click the crosshair and, and, and shoot the gun that, that, that kills the bad guys. That it doesn't let you really go ham with up until the story for whatever reason has you blasting bad guys in Mexico. <laughs> like after you, you for for minor spoilers, you, you, you break out of prison and then go after the crime lord who, who framed you guys and threw you in the joint and, and he lives in Mexico. And the game has like a 30 to 45 minute shoulder high cover shooter section that that apes on on Max Payne by way of, of Scarface uh, uh, visual cliche jokes. And it's hilarious and completely comes out of nowhere, both from the uh, perspective of the stuff the gameplay had you doing and the tone that the cutscenes in the game were going for. And I laughed. <laughs> I, I, I think I was laughing with the game because at some point it gets so ridiculously self-aware that I, I could not. I could not not laugh and... So, Mr. Joseph Fares, he's, uh, he did it. He did it again. He found a way out. He did, he, he, he did it again. So, <laughs> so, <sakes>. so he, <laughs> when he said that, you know, people, there's no way this is a bad game, he was, he was correct. 
I I feel like my experience of of going through a way out nicely mirrored his uh, reassurance that that even if you're a little leery at first, you're still gonna come out having fun. He, he the maker of uh, a film called Balls in 2010. Um, Joseph Ayers. Oh, he actually did make a film. Uh, he, he made multiple. Uh, he also has oh, a wow. brother called Fairs Fairs. His last name is his first name too. <laughs> isn't isn't the character in the game based on his brother? Like is like yeah, Leo. Uh, yeah, uh, and he was also brother? in Rogue One. So you know, big big timer here. You know. Wow. I don't wow. remember. I don't remember. <laughs> Maybe he was like an off character. I don't remember. <laughs> uh, he was in like Zero Dark Thirty. Up. As well, this is very interesting. Like this, like I don't know, a Swedish like who would acting we class circle. More successful? Would we class his brother, who is a bit part in Rogue One, to be more successful than his brother, who has directed two pretty successful video games? How do we yeah. perceive video games in <laughs> in ratio to starring in a Star Wars film? That, what do well, we think? I'm sure that I I love them both equally. <laughs> the Fairs brothers <laughs> vying for George's love. Wow, very very interesting history. Someone needs to make a documentary about that. <laughs> Watch. I just want to hear him talk for an hour. Just just gush. I can't believe I'm amazing. His, his brother's name is Fairs Fairs. Like it it's is spelled. It's spelled the same both <laughs> in front Fares, and Fares. back. So. <laughs> Like, you know, maybe he's a great actor, but they're like, man, his name mm-mm. can't do it, man. Because I, I, I was just thinking that, like, if you get confused over which which one is his first and which one is his last name, that sounds like it could be a problem up until you realize it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah it's like, uh, fairs, fairs, or where's the comma go? The, is there a comma fairs, fairs, comma fairs? But which one is the first name? Which Hello. one is the last name? Hello, Mr. Faz. Don't call me that. Call me Faz. Mr. Faz is my father's name. (laughs) But but with the names Faz, Faz, Faz. Oh my God! All going down a hole. The the thing is, is that granted, it is confusing like that, but it's it's safely confusing because weirdly, it should be easier. You can't misspell that. You know? Do you rather go by fairs? Well, or no, no, fares? no, 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 exactly. no. You could spell it wrong twice. Like that, it, it's dangerous. If you spell it wrong once, <laughs> you're more than likely going to spell it wrong twice. Like F A I R S? No, that's not fair. <laughs> that's not fairs. Oh Who's my fares god, and fares, I was going to find this funny, but us. <laughs> Are we recording? <laughs> Speaking of talking out of our asses about stuff we don't know about, George, finally, uh, we have some evidence. Uh, did we play, mm-hmm. did, you played Fortnite, right? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I uh, downloaded it shortly after... Uh, Mr. Mr. Reggie Fizemaze made the announcement on the Nintendo Direct. I like how Direct. me and Matt downloaded Hollow Knight immediately after that was announced. It was out today, and you went the opposite way and downloaded Fortnite. Well, Fortnite's free. Yeah, but 
Oh my god. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Report back I your guess findings. That's... Report back your findings. I imagine Fortnite's fine. Fortnite is fine. Fortnite is perfectly okay. I am surprised that it is the the vanguard banner carrier for the medium of video games for today's generation of children. Yeah. Because it's really comp. Well, I. Yeah, it's it's, it's not... a lot of skill in that game with the building. Holy hell! It's 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 faster and higher stress than Minecraft. I don't want to say it's like more complicated or that there's more of a learning curve than Minecraft. It's just that this is this is a very very it's it's a fast paced competitive shooter where where you will die if you don't have spider fingered Jedi reflexes like yeah, all the other players. You can, because you can just go straight into another game, isn't that just all part of it? Like dying is, mm -hmm. is inconsequential. And it's all bright and colorful, and you can build shit while you're walking around. Isn't this why this game is so popular? Maybe dying still like it's stops the building the and the it's path. the like extra stuff, the the the, the costumes, the dancing. This is everything. It's the little things. It's always the freaking little things. But you got to buy a microtransaction for that. You have to buy a microtransaction for that, and then fill out your your dailies, your quotas, your. Uh, play three matches to complete this quote-unquote challenge meters oh, it actually then has dailies. unlock that's, your cosmetics. That's pretty smart. PUBG yeah. doesn't have dailies, does it? PUBG doesn't I... have anything. It's dead. It's gone. I... I... <laughs> Re rip. Rest in peace. <laughs> <laughs> I actually like it better than PUBG so far. So far. I haven't played a lot. But um, I think if I were to like one of those games, like if if that was my jam, I think Fortnite would be the one I would enjoy it, as well. It'll definitely be for Fortnite for me. Definitely, it just yeah. has more to it, and it, it doesn't seem so serious. Game. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm not into it, but it, it seems like I would enjoy the dancing and stuff like that. I would like the culture of that more than I would and, like. Oh, I'm military shooter guy. <laughs> I just not, not my. <laughs> Not my thing. Not anymore, anyway. Good impression. Um, <laughs> in the middle of gunfights, people will like build a house. Yes. Like, like the moment that that two people in Fortnite see each other, like there will all of a sudden be twelve walls built between the two, mm -hmm. and that adds a layer of of strategy and depth, and also twitchy skill to learn, like. This is yeah. How does that work reasons. with a controller? Like, very very hard. This is uh, why I'm so surprised so. that this is yeah. like the 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 Pokemon Minecraft Beatles British Invasion of of the 2010s. Like like how Pogs were of the 90s. Is that this is an unwieldy complex, uh, clunky ass game to play on your Nintendo Switch fun machine? Yeah. Well. It could be done I, though. I mean, I can play imagine on console. It working way easier on computer where you can point and click a wall where you yeah. want it to go. But well, that's on how it, console, you, know, you have to very, very delicately tickle, tickle your. Doesn't pro gamer MLG lad Ninja doesn't he play with the controller or does he play with keyboard and mouse? I don't know because he he used to play Halo, right? I think. I I, I don't know the kids. I think he was like a professional Halo player and then transitioned into streaming and ended up just being like one of the. Number George, one, Fortnite, old. before Fortnite rode 
the wave to insane popularity and with it his own popularity. George, the- you, you you can't make us into those old guys, man. There's too many old guy podcasts out there, dude. You know, the, these kids these days. No, 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 George. You got to hip but it up, man. Start playing the Fortnite. Start getting hip with the kids. With Matt, should we, should, we, should we stop playing and then be like the Welcome to the 10 Minute Fortnite podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, how about off. the new? How about those new dance moves? The sons and sons talk about Fortnite. Because <laughs> it can't be dads. No, it can't be dads. It was kind of scary. We we got we got Father's Day messages <laughs> from people. Yeah. Yes, we did. And that that kind of scared me before way I think way before our, our time as as human beings to be fathers. Um, <laughs> So well, we, less me and you, uh, Liam. Uh, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> What's that supposed to mean? No, didn't we determine that George was an uncle like three podcasts back? Yeah, yeah he oh, already yeah, had you kids. They're already grown like, up. One of the, the weird uncles who'd be super cool to the kids, but weird to the adults. <laughs> By saying, ah, kids these days, and yet yeah, is always talking with the kids. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I will say one thing about Fortnite is that they've set it up to be this wacky, crazy, zany thing, which means they can do fucking anything with it, which is so smart. Like that Thanos crossover thing, the smartest shit. And it didn't look or feel out of place at all because of the way Fortnite looks. But if you imagine that promotional shit happening in PUBG and they make like a realistic looking... Thanos and <laughs> place yeah. him in the middle of a PUBG it'd map. Weird. It'd be weird. Which is crazy because it means with Fortnite they can just do whatever the whatever they want. They can which literally do anything. Also includes a visual style that kind of lends itself to the iconography of video games. Like guns glow from a distance. It so looks like when Wild Star to me. I don't when know if you've ever played that MMO. Down on, oh, I think that's Matt's favorite genre. When when you're swooping down on a parachute from above, you can see where you want to be landing from a distance with your parachute because of stylistic shit like that. Like like, like it's a green mountain with a purple mushroom on it. <laughs> I know where I'm going. <laughs> Just like Wildstar. Oh, Wildstar. I remember those guys. I thought they were going to be doing good things just to kind of like, you know how Fortnite, they did the Fortnite look. Yeah, but they, they, they kind of, they kind of, they kind of. Yeah, fell. they did. They totally did. Like, it reminds me of like when WoW got its, like its revamped graphics, uh, like yeah. Warlords of Draenor era. And like it had all this cartoony style and they started putting dancing and stuff in it. It was great. And Wildstar arguably looked really cool as well. And Fortnite has carried on this sort of cartoony looking thing it looks looks fine and it's i think i think fine is a perfectly passive aggressive way to describe how uh um acceptable this video game is well i kind of want to check it out yes let's do it well if you kind of want to check out Fortnite, um, feel free to download it for free on your Nintendo Switch, which 
will save you the extra steps of having to make a uh, epic game client download on your desktop and making an account there. They they have you make an account on the Nintendo Switch instead. And the whole entire reason why I think I downloaded it on the Switch was because I didn't want to install more stuff on my computer. Well, the thing is, I, I had the choice between the, the memory card space I had left on my Switch and uh, Hollow Knight and uh, Octopath Traveler's demo took it, so I'd have to make oh. space for Fortnite, and I kind of just don't want to do that right now. That's that's okay, my, my child. I forgive you. Thank you, uncle. Uh, <laughs> uh. <laughs> Speaking of good games on the Switch... Matt. Hollow Knight. Hollow Knight. Finally. After, like, what? when we started Did this you guys podcast. Did planned that? Huh? Uh, no. Yeah. No, we that, like, that weird Matt, hollow gobble that. you guys did? <laughs> it comes within. Within don't, the heart. Don't, don't let them know we don't plan anything. That, that beats. <laughs> that beats blood <laughs> through my body. <laughs> Gosh, I guess I really got to play this. It's rare. It's rare that I really freaking like a game these days. Okay, like <laughs> no it, shit. It is like I'm like, oh my god, I would play it again. Like, like that doesn't happen anymore to me. So I was like, I'm like, okay, I enjoyed this game. Oh, okay, I enjoyed this game. But like Hollow Knight, like I freaking really enjoy that game. I kind of like uh, or in the blind forest. I really enjoyed those games. So. Um, Hollow Knight picking that back up again and actually trying to 100% complete it even with um, the new like three free DLC uh, packs that they put out as like yeah. uh, a bunch of boss battles and stuff like that I haven't even touched it yet I've been waiting for the switch to come out so now I'm 100% completing it and uh, it's it's fun it's as fun as I remember I'm it's a little bit easier for me now. It's either I've gotten better at games or I kind of gotten used to kind of like the 2D, um, I guess, action, whatever you call it, side strolling uh, <laughs> um, but skills, I guess. Oh. <laughs> skills. Yeah. I, I've been playing a lot of Dead Cells and stuff lately, so I guess that kind of kind of works out. Similar but, vein, yeah. Yeah, because well, uh, bosses my... are a little bit easier now. Uh, yeah, so, so yeah. I've been... I've been wanting to play this game for a long time. Uh, I didn't bother. Is when they announced that there was going to be the Switch version, which was around the time when the Switch was announced, I was like, "Oh shit!" Like you know, first year there's going to be like Hollow Knight and the Switch. I'm just going to hold out and wait. And then it got delayed. And then I was like, "Ah, you know, I really want to play Hollow Knight. Everyone says it's pretty good." And I was kind of tempted on the PC version, but I'm glad I waited. I'm glad I waited. So now I'm playing it on the Switch and playing it in bed, like in the dark. On the handheld screen is so nice. That game is so perfect for that screen. It looks gorgeous. At first, I gotta say, I was like, man, everything's a little so tiny. Like the the texts are so tiny. But the you text get used is tiny, to it after a couple, yeah, a couple because hours. text doesn't appear that often. Like very rarely, you stumble across characters and end up chatting for ages and ages. Most of the time, you're just sort of stumbling through that mid-tone blue darkness. Yeah. And, um, it's really nice. It looks so nice on that screen. And the game is great. Like, we were talking before we started recording about how pathetic my progress is so far. Um, but I'm still really enjoying it. Um, and I, I need Matt's help. <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for other people. But I'm, I'm kind of in that position where 
I've done everything and there's something I'm missing in this yeah. certain area and I don't know what it is and I'm kind of wandering back and forth and then I'll come across it like happens a, it, a it happens and to I'll like die and I'll be like hmm yeah it seems to happen like every first time you're through there there's like this weird section where you're like wait a minute what am I supposed to be doing here like I'm, I'm like you obviously like, could get through here I obviously yeah. could get through here but I'm missing something like you and like, it's because you need you to explore everything yeah you were like have you got the double jump and I was like no but if I did there's like four areas I stumbled across where the double jump would be super useful tell me where it is Matt tell yeah. me I, I so, tend what I tend to do is I I grow through the game and if I see things that's obviously I, I can't get right now, I just I just keep going through it and get all the power ups. When I get the power ups, then I go back through those areas and get all yeah, like so the basically now I'm just like I bought the map and I bought the ability to record the map myself. So I've been like exploring as much as I can, going back to a bench so I can see the whole map and see how much bigger it's like getting, like in the underground well bit I'm in. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm basically just trying to go as far as I can, but I've not found anything that will help me progress to the areas that seem to be locked off at the moment. So maybe I just need to push a little further. But I'm probably just missing like one opening that I've not explored yet. And then all the answers will be revealed to me then. Yeah, go below the City of Tears, my brother. City of Tears. Um, City of Tears, okay. I'm going to yeah, keep that in my mind. All the tears keep it in my mind. The ground. Uh yeah, um, good it's game. Great. It's, it's great. It's great. It's like, a freaking phenomenal game. And it's like, like what? It's like fifteen dollars or whatever, less than that. Yeah, it's fifteen dollars. It's fifteen dollars with all the DLC and everything. If you like two D, um, Metroidvania, yeah. Slash. Can we stop Dark using that word? Yeah. <laughs> can we stop using that as well? Yeah, yeah. Um, if you like Metroidvania Dark Souls games, <laughs> yeah, that's basically what it is. It's exactly um, like that, but it's good. It's good. Yeah, it, it you you definitely get rewarded for exploration like immensely. It's like so. nicely paced Dark Souls. I feel mm-hmm. like there's lots of elements where you you can calmly just walk. And explore, which is nice. You need that sort of sense of relief sometimes. But yeah. man, you have to be prepared to go up against some bosses and some enemies. Like a game can be tough. When you see a big hall, you you want to make sure that you're ready. Make make sure you got your goop. Your and it's goop got some it's got some really interesting mechanics. Specs. Like you know, the Souls games are based off you know using the souls you get to basically just boost your character or bonfires and stuff like that and they've improved over that over the various games in the series but with hollow knight the the interesting balance between not only like harvesting like coins or whatever that is like the currency for souls you can literally harvest like i don't know like your own essence or your soul by hitting enemies Mm. And then you can use that to recover your own health or you can use it to like attack enemies and stuff like that. Like that is a really interesting mechanic that I really like. Yeah, it's balanced very well because you actually have to sit there and charge up the soul in order to heal one life. One little one little beat of Exactly. HP. And it's and it's not even that. It's like you could have like five enemies around you but be on one health. And it's like 
shit, do I go back up to three or do I just use like the, the soul discharge thing to like just blow all of them away? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I'm stuck on one health until I stumble across more enemies so I can attack them. But it's quite... It's not like the the biggest risk reward system, but it definitely makes you think in certain areas against certain bosses. And it does have like that that charging time that you have to go through to get your life back. It's and good. Then, and then you have the charms that change everything that you do. Um, yeah, like gives you a shield when you're charging, makes your attack stronger, change your attacks, um, makes you dash faster. Um, there's it, all sorts of different type of charms that you can equip to your character. Um, the more charms you get, the more notches you get. So you can add more charms that cost more notches. It's, it's, it's a good concept. It's, 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 it's good stuff. It's just, mm. um, and there's, there's a uh, random merchants <laughs> around as well, as well as like the very dark source, uh, dark, uh, souls feel of like random NPCs around that tell you some dark npcs who you're amazed that they actually live in this world you're like how the fuck do you live here like why do you live here are you even like a normal being like what is it with you being here this place is desolate the fuck are you doing here what's wrong with you and it's not only like just weird npcs there's like some npcs that you kind of like because the way they are like it's, yeah, the yeah. the the one I found, like the the woman who's mining those pink crystals, and she's mm. like, "Do you like my voice?" And she's like, she has like such a sweet like little tone when you start talking to her that yeah. the devs know that you're gonna really like her voice. And then she's like, "Hey, do you like my voice?" And you're like, "I do, I really do. You have such a sweet little tune to you." How um, did they know? They know. <laughs> they know they know, they know. <laughs> she, like immediately you listen to it before you see the text and you're like damn that's a sweet little voice and then she's like did you like my voice and you're like yes yes i did <laughs> there's a lot of little cute things in there and and it gets dark um for people who have played the game know what i'm saying it's just because of what liam just said um and there's like like little god like, damn it yeah <laughs> god damn it if something happens to that sweet little pink bug... No, I'm not gonna, necessarily. Not necessarily. I'm going to fucking find Team Cherry. You, you can find, you can, um, find like, NPCs and they'll go back to your town. It, it's, it's literally kind of a little like Dark Souls. Um, but, um, yeah, like, <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, there, did you ever find... I, I guess it's kind of spoilers. There's, like, this little, little like, chubby bug that, like... Uh, was getting dazed out and you save her and she goes back and because you save her she she like loves you and every time you dash onto the screen she goes oh (laughs) every single time there's like a little poem written inside of her house it's oh my god there's so much charm to that game I love it so much. <laughs> it's very God. good. I'm really enjoying it so far. Yeah. Uh, I'm hoping I can stick with it to like play it all the way through. So I just need yeah. to get over my current hitch. I need to find the double jump or whatever and explore the areas I can't explore yet. So I'm just bad at games. <laughs> Don't worry. Well, I, I shall uh... show you the way out. Sounds like a, a fun time. I mean, basically having all of the uh, critical acclaim behind this thing vindicated. 
After... I mean, George, you would like it. I I bet I would. I mean, it's been on my my to do list forever, and I always like love a good a good immersive Metroidvania. They're just they're just so comfy, and this sounds like <laughs> like it was built for the comf. You like sword and sorcery, like this. This is obviously way different from sword and not sword and sorcery. Uh, Salt and Salt sanctuary. sanctuary. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking about Super Brothers that that pixel game, which is also really good. Um, but yeah, like this is I, if you like salts, you you'll probably like this too. If you like um, salt with good art, you'll like this. Yeah, like salt. Salt is different. Though. Salt is definitely different. They were trying to really go for that like Dark, Dark Souls <laughs> feel, like hardcore. And I know that. Every time you say those those two words in a video game review, now some people on the internet make fun of you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But because but in, in games it. like Salt, it, it's it's impossible though. In games like Souls and Sanctuary and Hollow Knight, they are directly riffing on Dark Souls, like yeah. openly, admittedly so. Like if you ever watched the GDC talk, uh, that was a post mortem on Salt and Sanctuary. Their whole one line pitch was 2D Dark Souls. Like, that's what they set out to make. So, I'm not surprised. And, yeah, they did it. The thing is, like, I would say Hollow Knight has made it into its own. Like, it's not just just 2D Dark Souls. It's its its own game. It's not just, like, stealing. (laughs) Can Um, I step in with something that someone asked me to talk about? Uh, oh oh no oh no i think i know what this is i think i see it on the outline let me talk about boku no hero academia my hero academia are we are we back in what what is this even about is it about a hero or is it about academia or is it about about both it's about both boku is is me so boku no Hiro Academia, as it's known here in the, the wild west of Japan, is like the brand new sort of Naruto, Bleach, Dragon Ball Shonen. Like it's the big Shonen uh, sort of thing at the moment. Uh, it's everywhere. Yeah, for good reason. It's, it's good. Um, Matt, are you like, are you current? Are you, are you- um, I caught up but i didn't know that the season three just like got shotgun out like that quickly i saw <laughs> your tweet and i was like wait a minute season three's out like what the hell like literally season one's pretty good season two was fantastic season motherfucking three man holy progression some action some progression okay this is the thing like i was sort of talking to her about a couple of friends of, my, of mine who watch anime as well and sort of going like it's 49 episodes in like in anime terms for shonen that's it's still pretty young yeah still pretty young it's only on season three and like you know dragon ball has what 300 plus episodes you know bleach had whatever fuck who cares about bleach you know one piece and naruto had in their (laughs) 800s to 900s or whatever in ratio to how many fights and to how many special moments we get in my hero compared to other like for example one of my favorites is hunter hunter that's about 120 episodes Oh, my long. God. I love that show. I, I know, uh, right? It makes and me like, so sad. It really does. We're never going to see that, the end of that. Oh, I know. I'm wearing a Hunter Hunter top right now, actually. Um, <laughs> a but, top? Or like a crop top? 
No, like a like a t-shirt, like a t-shirt, oh. man. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's a t-shirt, man. <laughs> it can be a crop top if you want. Well, it's a t-shirt. I just want a picture if it's a crop top. It, Go ahead. It's got, it's got his soaker on the back of it with Crowell. It could be anything you want, man. <laughs> <laughs> How did we get here? Anyway, my hero is like master. My hero <laughs> is like as good as Hunter Hunter now for me. Like what? season three, season three. Everyone who who's read the manga knows, and everyone who's a current, of course, will know. Like. All Might oh. is like a damn fine character, but season three, oh boy, baby. No. Oh, God. Like, episode 49, be this week's episode. It can't be, it this, can't be better than Hunter x Hunter unless there's a guy orgasming while you're fighting him. Like, just like, oh, yes. So, like, hit so, me. So, so Matt, the last time I screamed at a TV, like, fuck yeah, like, was during the last sort of parts of the ant arc in hunter hunter gone mm-hmm. hair all the all the madness going off right that was like the last true time i really fuck yeah loudly on my own in my apartment in darkness to a tv with moving pictures on them until now the past like three or four episodes of my hero from the start of when they try to go to this sort of training camp in the forest. Everyone will know that's when shit kicks off to the 49th episode, which came out this week. Um, I have screamed fuck yeah on multiple occasions during the, the past couple of episodes because it has been so, so good. I can't believe how good it's been at times. It's like, you think it reaches like, the season two peak with uh with Deku fighting like Todoroki and like the mm. animation being fucking amazing, but that was like one high, whereas I, we've had like multiple highs in season three. It's so good. I so I, I I have to mention it. Like if if you're in into anime. And you haven't watched My Hero yet, and you know why, you, you know, everyone's talking about it, which is, you know, fair enough. Like, that can be off-putting sometimes. Everyone's talking about it, oh, what's the big idea kind of thing. But seriously, like, season three is pretty masterful so far in terms of, like, doing good shonen anime. Are there, like, nah, catch up, brother, bad so, guys? so we can talk about it. I'm trying to find it. Has it been dubbed yet? Uh, no. usually why quick. would you want to watch why would you want to watch All Might dubbed it's good Japanese uh, All Might Japanese All Might's the best actually isn't All Might Vegeta in English is that Chris Abbott what's the synopsis I, are there, is there like a quest that they, they go uh, no, on oh, oh my, okay, oh my so gosh like, yeah so it's my hero <laughs> academia Jesus so basically everyone goodness. everyone in the world is either either has a quirk which is their superpower, or sometimes it's just you already a lost power him. They He's have. done. You already lost him. Yeah. Oh no, no, no I'm fo- so everyone's just a little bit weird, but but they're, no, no, they're no, okay no. deep down inside. No. Gotcha, gotcha. Some people are weird. Some people are weird. Some people have weird powers. And then some in people a world don't. where some people are weird. That's literally the premise. Good okay, job. okay. So far, I'm following you. And. 
you fucking threw me off, you piece of shit. <laughs> 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 so, <laughs> everyone either has a quirk or doesn't. And these quirks aren't necessarily good. They're not necessarily superpowers. But a lot of people then, with these quirks, go on to go to a hero school. Oh, so that's why it's they're, they're Boku no heroes. Yeah, no, Boku no hero means like <laughs> my hero academy. It means like my study. Like hero academy is where they go. And yeah, I thought I thought they were like my hero because they were like a special person being fawned over with admiration from the speaker. No, no, it's like it's literally a school they go to. They they actually have academia. They study. Gotcha. Yeah, for for being a hero, they're at hero don't, school. Yeah, just don't, do, yeah. Don't try I, to convince I, him. I see, he's, I he's see, gone. I see. He's, I know. <clears throat> The, the uncle but, is trying to understand. But yeah. Yeah. You have to re-explain. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, for certain series, I do, I do dabble in the dub so I can like focus on oh, the, the animation. I got Look, listen, oh. listen. I, 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 I was I like, understand. I usually do subs, but then, um, like for instance, like Dragon Ball Super, I watched it in dub after like watching like 50 episodes in sub. And I got to say the dub is just way better. It's just freaking way better. Like, the, like, the, like the way Goku sounds when he's charging up compared to uh, like the sub, like, it's just ridiculously like, it, there's no, there's no like pump in it compared to the, to, to the American version. I don't know, man. There's certain things that are just that sound better. And I, I think All Might sounds fine. Um, compare, I, I never noticed oh, a difference I when I switched between does. them. Because I watched the first season I in sub and the second season in dub. And I like the dub. I better. imagine he does. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm almost inclined to say All Might is the greatest voice acting performance ever in Japanese. <laughs> At times, mm. he's just incredible. And like in the past couple of episodes, it's been heavily focused on All Might, and oh, that's good, man. Oh man, oh baby. That's oh, like that's oh, like as they came out oh. with One Punch Man, and they actually like dived into like wh- how he got his powers and stuff. Yeah, but uh, I would want to watch that. This I would is definitely the thing that's, that. that's good about My Hero is like they actually fucking have character development in a shonen. What's that all about? Like, and it's not like atypical fucking boy has power, boy has untapped potential, boy becomes fucking super genius combat fighter nonsense, like in all other shonen. It's like, you have this whole range cast of characters. Yeah, Deku is like the main character, but then also like All Might is the main character, and then also like Bakugo is like the main character, and then it flips back and forth between all these very different, but very unique um characters and gives them all like time to develop and gives them their own stories like you've got idiot and like his responsibilities as a hero and trying to be the class representative but also his brother and then revenge and then you had like deku following in all might and also being like the best and then bakugo being like wanting to be the best and kind of always being number two and being angry about it and 
Todoroki and his dad and his mom and this just this whole complexity on top of like it being like a kick-ass shonen with lots of amazing fights and animation as well and then like the stuff with All Might in season three is so good and so great like you really feel the emotion uh it's it's awesome like I highly recommend it to anyone like even if you're not a fan of anime but you want to watch something like that truly like gets you pumped up like it's the way to go it's good well another thing that could possibly get you pumped up and ready to go is dragon ball z no dragon ball fighters zed fighters 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 well if fighters. fighters ends with a z then it's like a little redundant to be fighter Z. Fighters. It would just be no, fighters. It, it, it I'm, is, I'm just I'm trying to fighters. say it all the ways. There's fighter Z, there's fighters, there's fighter Z because people for some reason say Z when they see a Z. So I just thought I would throw that in there too as well. Anyways, Dragon Ball. Um, I rented this when I was over a, a friend's house yesterday. Um, we were looking for Detroit, but um, we didn't. We couldn't find the red box. Uh, so oh, we got no, it's the next best thing <laughs> was uh, Dragon Ball Z Fighters, and it's fun to play. Like I've never, yeah, it, it's exactly like fighting, almost a little bit better uh, than <laughs> Dragon Ball Super's animation. But um, it's it's really <laughs> good. It's 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 really fun to play. It, it seems a little bit easy to do combos, but um, I mean, I'm not I'm not a genius fighter, so. I, I don't know if that's like a balancing issue or anything like that. Uh, people generally uh, well, seem the to problem like is it. like they 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 are relatively easy to do, but they are super super hard to get like deep into, and then some mm. people get super deep. I and see that. I do some really ridiculous become, stuff, and they, I'm like, how did I do that? I want to do it again, and I try to do it again, and just I know like, it's not. It's and then you play there. against someone, and they just absolutely rip you to shreds. Oh. It's like you do like some it's amazing combo and end it with like a blast to the face off screen. Like it, it looks so amazing. And then you can't do it again. And then someone else does it too. <laughs> um, the, I, I got to say like as, as far as the fighting, the gameplay is fun. The story on the other hand, uh, it's not so, it's not so good. It's just there. I it's don't not think I even bad. Think the story. It's just I, I, there. Leave some to be desired. Absolutely, yeah. I, I, I just don't know if if the story aspect is is where. Yes. Where 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 you should really be focusing your uh, critical uh, energies. Um. Yeah, I like a good story in a fighting game. That's just kind of that's so I mean, that's where you unlock characters it, right? is during the story. I need it to be okay. And how I mean, many it's fighting games have had good stories, let alone how many dragons. What do you Ball mean? Mortal Kombat had a great story, had a fun ass story in there. So did Injustice. What are you talking about? Have you played okay. games? Have you played games? I. I <laughs> Injustice seems like it has a fine story mode for a fighting game. Yes. But fighting game storylines are, like, infamously 
cluster. They used to be. They used to be. And then a few fighting games came out with something decent, except for uh, Street Fighter Five. That that's trash. Yeah, Street Fighter is still bad. Still trash. Um, but um, no, there's a couple <laughs> wait, games wait, that came out Mortal recently Kombat that have decent is good stories. Now? Huh? Is it Mortal Kombat is good now? The, yes. The story? You never played it. I I played the old games and and I I remember the Shadow old games. Realm How old and, are and, you? And Shao Kahn, too old. We're we're gonna be we're gonna be like the giant bombcast with a bunch of old people. <laughs> I played the Mortal Kombat games and they did have an interesting story. Uh, Injustice took it even further and had an even better one. And you remember the Super Nintendo? Oh man, that was the golden age of games. <laughs> All right, Justin Roiland. <laughs> I feel so bad, but also just kind of the same. <laughs> Truly living up to Uncle Status. So I don't trash on one podcast. What's another podcast with a bunch of old people? <laughs> Mostly a bunch of old white men. <laughs> just like go to the Google. Just type. Does the game White podcast. House do one? They're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> You're gonna cut that right. I'll mark. I'll mark this fiasco down. <laughs> mark. I mean, you can leave it memory. in. It's totally up to you. Shady Acres. Shady Acres. I'm Everett Carrington. Shady Acres is an incredible, upscale, state-of-the-art, top-notch condominium development. Condo. A short drive out of town on some pristine wetlands. Away from the noise and uninvited diversity of the city. Shady Acres. And when you buy into that dream that is Shady Acres, not only do you get a luxurious 5,000-square-foot condo with underground parking for your newly acquired sports car, but there's also a jacuzzi entertaining. Each condo is tastefully furnished with a stock bar and an exotic waterbed shaped like a dollar sign. Shady Acres also has a golf range, firing range, helipad, and exotic petting zoo. When your kids come to visit, you're successful? Start defining your lifestyle. Start defining yourself. Shady Acres. <coughs> Hello. <coughs> Hi. <laughs> Hello, and welcome back to the Dad and Sons podcast and <laughs> taking a shit on everybody else but us. <laughs> what? What? what could you possibly be referring to in this particular instance of that happening? Uh, nothing. No, nothing at all. So what's been going on in the news, George? So you guys remember... Uh, Sorry. You guys remember the uh, Cyberpunk 2077 trailer from, from last week's E3 inaugural Bonanza Spectacular, right? Yes. Why uh, are people angry about this, George? There they there was a 50-minute demo that I think we also talked about briefly on the uh, podcast last week. Yeah, where... and how every single person loved it, right? Yeah, there was a smattering of features that I threw out. I was like, oh, they're doing a kind of like Deus Ex-y kind of GTA thing. They're, it's like first-person FPS RPG. Apparently, some people uh, within the first few responses of that demo's reset era thread became offended 
that this game primarily operates on a first-person perspective mode of operation, which is what I have always been expecting, if not like perfectly accepting accepting of this. Cyberpunk 2077's first-person perspective has caused a bit of uh, of an info crisis uh, out there on the cybersphere. Some 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 perturbed users have jerked in to the complaint zone and uh, typed out their grievances with um with with the game's cybersmiths. And uh, why, why like I it baffles me why. A game predominantly about gun combat, they would be angry about it being in first person. That's generally the the like Deus Ex is fantastic in first person. Fallout three and four, yes, you can play them in third person, but who does? I uh, I am babies. I baby didn't. People. I don't know. I just didn't really think about it, but I. I thought it was going to be in third person. Am I? I'm not I mad about it. I think people think though. that just because of The Witcher Three, right? Yeah, like the Witcher that's pretty much it. Third yeah. But there's sword fighting games that you need space to be able to see where you're sort of swinging your sword, sword. right? You need to be able to see the combat, right? Whereas, it, like in a shooting game, you need to be able to see where you're shooting, and uh, unless it's um, going to be like a third person action game with like guns like gears of war or or something like that like what what are people expecting about a game about guns like regardless of whether it's an rpg or not on top of the gameplay seemingly demanding a first person perspective i also think that things that are called cyberpunk are probably going to be a first person perspective thing anyway i can't think of many cyberpunk adventures that 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 would take place from the third person. I mean, there's "Remember Me," I guess. But yeah, but you know, the the first person "Remember Me" number two luminaries. Ah, get it, get the joke. The luminaries of the cyberpunk genre and the cyberpunk aesthetic that have made the transition over into video games seem to to be famously first person shooters. The 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 Deus Ex games are first person. The Judge Dread game was first first person. Oh no, the Blade Runner game though that was a point and click adventure. Um, EYE Divine Cybermancy that was first person. Hmm. I, I'm just I'm just baffled as to why people would be angry about this. So, I actually have the Reset Era thread open with uh, some of these opinions. The, the um, reasons. <laughs> there's, there's a person whose, whose name uh, begins with an M. We can say that they uh, rhyme with uh, melanoma. How about you just tell them what the combat uh, the, the the comment is not the combat. Me- the melanoma comment. on reset era says FPS frowny face. Edit. I trust them to make a great game, and I'm still excited about it. However, I prefer to look at my character, especially if it is a customized character. I like to look at the character the majority of time, which is during gameplay. <laughs> FPS open world occasionally gives me headaches as well, but it's mostly a preference thing in RPG that I feel more in the world with third person. 
I, I, I agree with third person. I, I do agree with third person. I just, I, I think if CD Projekt Red wanted to do it in first person, there's a reason behind it. So I don't really yeah. care that much. But I would have loved for it to be third person. But again, like if I can't see most of the world or whatever they're trying to show us through the gameplay or anything like that, or there's a there's like combat or or any like mechanics that I need to be able to see the whole screen and not have my character blocking anything, then I would say oh, I, I'm assuming that's why they made that choice. Yeah, so I'm I'm totally okay with third person. I mean, first person. You yeah, know, I would like same. third like, person. It seems like there are going to be elements that are going to be third person. Like, you're going to do a lot of driving. And I imagine they are not going to make you drive in first person if you don't want to. Oh, but with the VR headset, it would be super rad. Yeah, and that might be a thing. But in terms of, like, considering we Could have, like, imagine? an industry Holy standard shit. where you change the camera <laughs> to whatever you want when you're in the car, maybe you can drive first person or third person. Also, they said they're going to have, like, full frontal nudity, full-on sex scenes. <laughs> I imagine it'll be interesting Wait, to see if that's in first person. Wait, what? Yeah. Yeah, Matt, so you this heard was, me this right, boy. Another, another aspect from the demo. Do, 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 do. News just in. So, what, we going to see some balls? Is that what I'm... You might, you might get to see some oh, cyber yeah, balls, yeah. Cyber yeah, it's balls. like actual cyber some balls. space balls. <laughs> Some a little cyber sausage, yeah, like diggling, diggling like male around. enhancement, like you know sausage, you know. My sausage is augmented. <laughs> yes, yes, I want that dialogue. Yes, my sausage is augmented. <laughs> That's Have on a T-shirt any... for sure. <laughs> Have you had any implants? No, but I've had cybernetics. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so another opinion, um, let's say their username rhymes with, uh, shits, uh, they, they say, <laughs> it's not about if it will be good or not. I think it will be great if you like playing in first person. It's about comfort and self-awareness. I can't take first person games. I don't like them. To me, it feels bad to move. I don't feel like I know well where my character is. It just wow. doesn't feel good to me. What else can I say? I just don't like it. I think that's reason enough. I do dismiss any game because of it. There's a lot more games that make me feel more comfortable. And yes, I've tried a ton of first-person games that are recommended. From Doom to Bioshock to Counter-Strike, Dishonored or Fallout. Any of them don't feel good to me. I probably shouldn't have posted anything at all. It was a bad, low-effort post. But it was my right. initial reaction because it's a shift from something that I liked that was in the Witcher series. I won't post anymore here. I'm sorry. What what a life to not play anything that's first person. I mean, I I'm not going to hate on him for his feel... taste, but like, Jesus, like, he's not going to try any first person. When it seems like such a natural, organic interface with which to interact with the world. I mean, you know, when... just like your normal everyday life, like. Yeah, when I'm when I walk around out of my bed when I wake up in the morning, I I'm able to I keep my sense of balance cuz cuz my point of view isn't like 3 feet behind my head and we're living in 2018. Um everyone yeah. has 
VR goggles that has a drone fly behind them at oh, all times. Everyone. Oh, everyone. everyone. Oh, everyone. Th- thanks for thanks for salt and wounds. <laughs> so IGN got some quotes from the developers who officially <laughs> responded to the controversy of their game. Wow. The I hope it was just like person game. Fuck you. I hope it was just like fuck you. Just <laughs> do what we want. More devs need to say that. <laughs> we got a news update. CD Projekt Red says, This major component of the game caused quite a bit of conversation online, with some Witcher fans vocal in their disappointment of the change in perspective. Oh, God, I didn't even show you guys the change.org petition. I, I'll, I'll, I'll no wait on that. They made way. a petition. Oh, my God. Um, Peter Glinsier, the lead level design on Cyberpunk, says, First and foremost, um, I really enjoy all the attention the subject is getting because it's important. This has been an educated decision. Guys, guys, I swear we know what we're doing. Give us a break here. Come on, Jesus Christ. We made Christ. The Witcher 3, Jesus fucking Christ. The first person point of view is there so you can th- see things happening up close and so you can really exactly. interact with things in a visceral manner with the game world. I figured. That's a polite way of putting it. Uh, they said it that too? That's well. a polite way of putting it? They, they said that <laughs> we, too? It worked out well with our exploration of the genre change.org cyberpunk first person you guys i i i i don't know how much sincerity i should be taking this change.org petition with but i can will we just post move it on can we in can our we, skype can we... I'll, I'll 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 post it in the description and then, and then move on and you guys can see how full oh. of bullshit this this is you have one for Oh, 148 have signed. Let's get to him. Whoa, 150, 152. Oh my God, I'm it's going up. 171. I am seeing a different amount of people who do want the FPS taken out of this FPS game. Alex, than, than you are. Alexi? That's how you say that. Alexi is counting on you to sign to get a developer to literally change their whole game. Their whole game. Make people lose money. Make the company lose money just because they don't want a freaking first-person game. I reckon, like, I'd just laugh if CD Projekt Red were just like, there is a third person in the game. We just haven't told anyone yet. And they're just going to be laughing their balls off back in the office just like, look at these idiots. Look at these complete and utter idiots. Just... They haven't even, like... They haven't even played the game in first person yet. Like yeah. I could, I could see them starting a petition for like a third person patch if they played the first person game and it wasn't good. Maybe, maybe they have <gasps> like motion sickness or some other physical ailment keeping them physically from. Playing. Apart from just every comment says RPGs should be I... third person. I think you're looking at it at a very like uh, individual level here. When this is, they don't have to play this game. Um, CD Projekt Red is not making a game for for specifically them. They are making a game that they want to make, and if dude, they don't want to play so, it, they just I'm do so, not buy it. That's, dude, that's, I'm so angry. Will you sign my petition to make Call of Duty a third-person game? 
Those devs don't know what is best. Please sign my petition to change Call of Duty to a third-person game. And while we're at it, I want to change Mario to a first-person game. Because platforming, we all know, is better in first-person. Sign my petition. Sign it. I mean, sign it. I, I have my suspicions that the petition might be a joke. Um, petition... A, a joke situation. <laughs> Let's hope so. Can we just move on from this shit now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, um, speaking of other news stories making people kind of irrationally angry over video game products. I um, think this is a genuinely... I think this is a genuine thing, though. The, the think, anger is more rational here. I think it's fully justified. Fully so, justified. So, we were talking about Fortnite earlier and how popular it is with the kids and how big of a deal it is that it is coming over to the Nintendo Switch. Epic is uh, stretching out their their Nintendo connections, getting Unreal Engine, working on the uh, NVIDIA Shield, meant getting it working on the Switch, which required them to open up a Japanese subsidiary. And... They they jump through all those hoops to get Fortnite on Switch uh, with cross-platform play, no less, to all the other platforms that Fortnite is available on, with the exception of the PlayStation 4, which has been blocked by Sony on the grounds of it heating up their competition with Nintendo too much. Um... When asked, Epic Games PR representative Nick Chester confirms on Twitter that the Switch version of Fortnite is going to be cross-playable with just about everything except the PlayStation 4. Um, yeah, because it's Sony's decision to not allow. And, and unfortunately, Epic has to be the bearer of bad news and say that the Epic accounts anyone had who might have been... <laughs> Any Epic accounts anyone have had that might have been tied to their PSN accounts are unfortunately locked out of the Nintendo Switch player pool, which I believe means that if you then tried to relink it with your Nintendo account afterwards, you're not able to. If you want to start playing on uh, yeah, the no, Switch you have to you start, previously, you, you have to make a new one. You, you have to start a new account. And this is Which the problem because it's cross-platform. Money. Yeah, but that's the thing is it's cross-platform on PC and Xbox One and mobile. The Switch is the only version the PlayStation Four accounts. If you created it on a PlayStation Four or used it on a PlayStation Four, it doesn't work. And it's obviously a competitive uh, move by Sony because the Nintendo Switch is selling a lot and a lot of people are going to want to play that like they have the mobile version portably and whatever but this is a game that requires you to have an account that you spend money on like people have there are multiple games where people have their accounts spread across multiple consoles because people like to play on the PC or they like to play on the mobile when they're on the go or, or whatever right and people spend hundreds of dollars on microtransactions and accounts and they have like all, all their wins and records. And the fact that they can't 
choose to play the, the it's almost impossible for them to play the Nintendo Switch one unless they are willing to start a brand new account. Yeah, that's just that's ridiculous. That those players, the whales that everyone is trying to market to and exploit, are going to be going to a different platform for yeah. their Fortnite fix. Well, I think this is, I think this is a double-edged sword for Sony. Obviously, they look like, you know, massive, massive what? fools, and to everyone, and they're being blasted in the media, and their shares dropped, like because it was such a big deal. But ultimately. I think people who are upset about this are not going to... Their accounts are too precious that they're not going to make accounts on the Nintendo Switch. They're just going to stick with what they have on the PlayStation 4 and ignore the fact that they could play it on Switch with a new account. And ultimately, I think Sony probably are going to retain the the player base for the most part because they would have seen a significant amount switch over, no pun intended, to the Switch. So, although they look like a PR disaster, I think in the long run, they're going to retain most of the player base. So, And this Sony, uh, it's it's not like Xbox is doing this, it's Sony that's doing this. Yeah. Sony's like the console to have other than having the Switch. Exactly, right? So I think although they might have expected that it would be a PR disaster and stuff like this would have happened, in the long run, I think it's... Ultimately, it's a shitty consumer thing, but they they personally are going to probably be more uh, in the profit for this decision, mm. I think, compared think to... work? Yeah, because people are not going to sacrifice their accounts to make a new one. Wow. Like, if people... Like, if you've spent and plowed hours into your account, you're not going to just throw it all away just because you can play it on the Switch. You're, you're just not going to do that. Yeah. And Sony know that. Sony know they're not going to do that. Like, whereas if they allowed for this to happen, and it is shitty, and it's hugely bad business practice to do this, if they had allowed, they would have seen, like, a huge portion of their player base move over to the Nintendo Switch. So, imagine... So, it, let me put it in, in, in terms that you would understand, uh, George. Imagine you're playing <laughs> um, Dark Souls, and you spend a whole day without saving be going through a Souls game, right? Okay. And then you just die and lose everything. So I got to get back to the retrieval. Uh, it's not even yeah, that. But Imagine... Oh, you're far <laughs> in. You're far in. There's no way you're getting it. And yeah, you the, die like, before even getting to that retrieval. And day. A whole day inside. So let's say 12 <laughs> hours. So where's where's my last bonfire checkpoint? <laughs> there there is no. You didn't touch any bonfires. You went straight through. <laughs> George, George, if you nah, could nah. take your <laughs> siege account, we all know okay. you're a big fan of siege, right? Okay. If siege was announced for the Nintendo Switch and you were intrigued to play it, and maybe there was a keyboard and mouse way of playing it on the Switch, <laughs> and you could you could play it anywhere, right? Okay. Sounds intriguing, right? Uh, I it should yes, but but Ubisoft lock your account. It's like so, you have to start a new account if you want to play the Switch version. I are you are you gonna switch over to the Nintendo Switch? See, George, I, I, or are you I gonna just see myself stick... just experimenting with it, but not experimenting like, with it. But, yeah, exactly. it would be like making exactly. an alt account. This is, 
This is the thing. This is the thing. Everyone who will play it on Switch will make an alt account that they'll play for the excitement and, of playing and, on the Switch. Forget. And then when that dies, everyone will go back to their main accounts and the PlayStation will still retain the largest part of the player base, which, with the biggest game in the world right now, is That's very so profitable. So it's terrible PR move right now and it's bad business practice and consumer manipulation. But, but it doesn't matter. It's probably... It's gonna be the best decision. For Sony. Really doesn't matter. Like no one, no one's gonna care about this. Sony's not gonna right. back down, yeah. and it, people are gonna time, forget no this. Gonna like a, a month from now, no one's gonna even remember this happened. Why do you think companies don't make demos anymore, kids? Yeah, they want you to play their crappy go. game before actually uh, buying it. So. Uh, well, last week we were talking about a model for, like, uh, David Cage-style, Telltale-style interactive narrative experience games where they could maybe, like, uh, do the first episode for free and then demo the rest of the episodes. Well, 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 speaking of bringing back demo models to the public in, uh, ways that might not be financially sustainable according to the latest research on how demos aren't profitable... Um, Netflix is going to be bringing a watered-down version of Minecraft story mode to, uh, Netflix, which weirds me out. Have you guys read about this thing? No. I thought it was already watered down. How could you water it down further? Somehow they're going to water down Minecraft story mode a bit further. Um... And release what I'm guessing is an entirely streamable version of uh, Minecraft Story Mode. This comes off of the Western release of the streamed version of Resident Evil 7 that just came out on Switch alongside... Um, oh yeah, the thing that didn't work. That's that's it, a good thing to base it off. Yeah, I, I am seeing more and more of these streamed releases. There was a Fantasy Star Online one with... Was it Fantasy Star Online 2? Do they ever make it up to 3 in that series? But the Switch version of that game was entirely streamed over via video files. What Netflix is doing with this version of Minecraft Story Mode is streaming over a choose-your-own-adventure uh, version of, of the game for kids that is even less time-dependent and interactive than the regular version of it. And I feel like... I should be a little leery. Well, right, something none of us are going to play, but also something that that might kind of signify the the dangerous, shaky new new colonization version of 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 the quote unquote future, or or if those fears might be unfounded, because um, streaming is seeming to exist more and more as a separate pillar of uh game consuming options next to regular old downloads i believe playstation now just threw a download button into its service for uh playstation 4 games that you stream through that service and i get a little nervous every single time i see any news of any streaming games entering the format of a of a mainstream brand or service or ip which this is this is a big partnership of it's minecraft and netflix Pushing and streaming into your child's life. I mean, they just don't work very well. Like, that's 
the bottom line. Unless you have incredible internet and the server is stable that day, you are never going to have a experience like, especially with a game like Resident Evil 7, you're never going to have the one-to-one experience you have with the game, downloaded or on disc. This, I guess, with a episodic kind of game like this, it's not such a big problem where the streaming issues, unless graphically it just looks like a 240p YouTube video on your TV. Like, this is kind of the only thing I can see working right now for, like, the majority of people who have, you know, mediocre to pretty decent internet. But, but, remember those QTEs. Um, that's the thing is like when when you're streaming video games players have to deal with a degree of input lag that these games are not built for and the qtes can get pretty twitchy sometimes so even this format seems like it might have a hard time uh being adapted over to a streaming method of that's the thing it's just like resident evil 7 that has gunplay and moments that you have to have qtes it's just streaming services are not that good you're always gonna have lag you're gonna die more times than you want because of the technology it's not quite there yet i know some people are gonna argue with me but those people probably have like fantastic internet and have great examples but we're talking about like the majority of people especially if it's going to be on a service like netflix which runs on everything like on toasters everyone's gonna have like have access to this and the for the majority of people it's going to be a pretty bad experience so why do they keep pushing it out because it's the future because one day it will work and everyone will want to be the first people to have got it right netflix were the first people to get online movie streaming and tv shows right and look what netflix is netflix is the dominant force so you know like you you can say all you want but every game ceo and everybody is talking about streaming being the future and like we all laugh at them and like haha it's not gonna work but they're the people who make the decisions so they're going to be pushing their technology to work like that. And we just have to get used to it. So we're going to see more and more of this where people experiment trying to get it right. So they're the first people to get the million dollar market before everyone else does. So I I feel like a lot of what you just described is a horribly unfair situation that that needs to drastically change at a fundamental level. I know. I agree. But as I said, it's not in our hands. Unless we vote with our wallets. But you know how that goes with the gamers. We've, fucking, we've just celebrated a fucking week-long advertisement. Like, we're not great. We love capitalism in the video game industry. So... Is it, we're gonna just follow with whatever the next technology is? You know, we put up with motion controls for like five years. We put up with the Connect for three. It's like and people didn't even really buy that shit, and it still kept getting squeezed through. Exactly. Okay. Ah. Okay. Should we? Should we move on to questions? More yeah, positive yeah, from should. our lovely sons, dads. 
Happy Father's Days to this. The oh yeah, sons. that's right. That was that was a couple days ago. Yeah. Hopefully you birthday. got some socks from your kids or something. Yeah. Happy Don't birthday to that as well. To tell your dads you didn't <laughs> forget. Happy birthday, Dad. Happy birthday, <laughs> Matt, Dad. Happy birthday. I. I, <laughs> I was. <laughs> never mind. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that. <laughs> <laughs> Old Marius from Norway says, since we got another story trailer for Beyond Good and Evil 2, I was wondering if any of you guys have played the original and whether you liked it. Uh, no, no, um, please, 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 please add the the next bit because just just the next sentence. Oh, also, what is your hype level for BG and E2? I am concerned it was, it, w- it was pretty it was oh. pretty damn high until they announced yesterday, laughably, that they're aiming to have an open beta by the end of 2019. Wow. That's how high my hype level right now is. Oh, uh, <laughs> I am concerned it they... will <laughs> Sorry. Why did they announce that? Like you would just say, you know, We've shown you what we're we're working on right now. You know we're moving towards it. But you're like, yeah, we're aiming to we're aiming. Keyword being aiming. We're aiming to have our first beta at the end of next year. That sounds like year. a generous window. What's what's so red flaggy about that? A red flag is that they've it was announced last. Well, was it announced like a couple of years prior? But they first showed it off last year or whatever. And then we've seen more of it this year. We've seen like a running gameplay. And then, like, they're aiming for a, oh, a, be- a beta, like, of the game. Like, not the game's release, like, a beta of a game, of whatever state it's going to be in, at the end of next year. It's June of 2018. Yeah, like, so they got plenty of time to work on it and make it good. Please. I don't know. The idea of not playing Beyond Good and Evil until 2020, and we're talking about it now, is... It's like, why even bother? Premature, man. Exactly. Because it was like, 2004's greatest you're gonna be, undeserved you're gonna be, hit or something, you're, right? You're gonna be you're gonna be playing Elder Scrolls Six, <laughs> you know, after Starfield before you play Beyond Good and Evil Two. By the way, you just have to go on about it, dude. Fair enough, though. Beyond Good and Evil Two is the like Duke Nukem Forever of more respectable franchises. <laughs> I can, I can. People who have been waiting for this thing for some reason for so long can probably afford to give it two more years. So, yeah, but oh, when you announce that you're aiming for open beta by the end of next year, listen, listen, Jorson, J- Joseph Gordon Levitt was on stage. Okay, that's asking all. you to do some work for him. All right, that's it. That's all. That's it. The game is sold. It's it's good to go. You got a sexy man involved. That's it. You got a curse monkey. Yeah. Have we all played the first game? Should we answer his question? Have no, we played I, yeah, I have I, not played it. I have I have played it. Yeah. Okay. So Liam, am I wrong or was it just kind of? Don't. Good, it was kind of fine. Great. It was, it was it was a great it was a good experience. Like it's a good game. Like a it, lot of I, games. I think but it's a good game. I just I it, it, I it don't just me? understand it this seems, well. Yeah, it seems a little overrated, kind of. Yeah. yeah, I don't understand it. And I, I'm also I wondering what, what genre looks, they're looks, going at with, with the second one, too. The first one is is 
it's I don't know what else to call it other than a Zelda clone. It's a Zelda clone. Wait, what? What? Yeah, you. It you... is like it's a mix between those weird PlayStation Two platformers like Sly Cooper and stuff like that, and the when they mix the stealth. Oh, the first like... one. Okay. There is only one. Oh, I right thought now. you were talking about the second one for some reason. The the. I don't oh, think we the... have a solid idea of how this. Oh, yeah, that, that's Gauntlet's why Gauntlet's when I heard Zelda Clone, I was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the pictures now. It looks very old, very old. Bring up the pictures, I think. But yeah, you uh, have like a third person, um, distant camera. Uh, puzzle solving platformer adventure. You you set you a gadget. You can play pool. You can play pool in it. Item. You you, you have a little photos? boat that you drive around to item uh, islands that have items and mini games on them. Wait, there's, there's what? Like like a, a currency of 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 stuff that that comes out of pots when you smash them. If I remember correctly, you you go to you go to a shop to buy buy healing items with. With money that you get from from mowing lawns. You're Anyways, making this sound very boring. Let's 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 not. Well, it's like the story that's exciting. You 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 play as a uh, like journalist type character who who snaps pictures of a corporate conspiracy to exploit mm. everyone's planets. It's a good PlayStation Two game. It's not the greatest PlayStation Two game of all time, and because there is only one in the series, I imagine most of this is just cult. For some reason, every time you mention it, you'll hear like, "Oh, and Beyond Good and Evil Two, one of the most un that Beyond Good and Evil, one of the most underrated games ever, or Beyond Good and Evil, like my favorite female character in video games ever, or Beyond Good and Evil, my my favorite game no one remembers ever, in a world where God Hand exists." Oh, I still haven't played that game. Wait, that's, Beyond Good and Evil God or God Hand? God Hand. The, the game with play the crazy, God like, like smash. Play, play God Hand. Yeah. Or the, the first person walking simulator sequel, Gone Ham. Wow. Wow. I, I'm trying not to giggle. I'm really trying. Hey, Crazy Jerry Mouse 555. Five. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Freaking Go Ham. Uh, John, who's apparently <laughs> Crazy Jerry Mouse 555, asks, Hello, gang! Has there ever been a piece of media, be it a movie, TV show, game, or songs, uh, that was simply a dream come true? I guess this is the kind of feeling you only get when you're older and have seen droughts of lackluster stuff until that one thing finally arrives and blows your goddamn mind. Sincerely, John. Which is why I say that John is... Crazy Jerry Mouse five five five. Um. Oh. If I'm entirely honest, it's probably Smash. Th that's your dream come true. Just like having Nintendo's entire sort of history and what, not specifically uh, like Smash yeah. One. I'm talking about Smash like for Wii U. Like, or, or just like the idea of Smash in general, because yeah, it seems like yeah, such an yeah. unlikely crossover until, and until you fully accept it for what it is. Like, yeah, of course they can do that. That with all these characters, they're all in, under the same company umbrella. 
well, it's that's not the like thing it would is, be like, hard, but yeah, bringing it together. You know, everyone loves a crossover. Crossover games are great. You know, Marvel vs. Capcom, SNK vs. Capcom have been great games in the past. Uh, and in terms of like, as a fan of Nintendo, Smash has been fantastic for that. And Smash Four was the the ultimate until we literally got Ultimate. Um, it, just the the build up to it was amazing. You know, having the Mega Man trailer, the Shulk trailer, the Villager trailer, like all these incredibly cool animated shorts building up to it. And then the game came out and it had like 50 plus characters. And then the DLC had Bayonetta and Cloud. It was just such a wonderfully joyous mismatch, but perfect collaboration of so many wonderful Japanese companies coming together. And then... Smash, the way it presents itself, is such a a celebration of video games in general. Like, especially Smash 4. People forget, like, you could play, like, old NES and Super Nintendo games in Smash 4. Like, you could play demos of them and then download them from oh, the virtual console. Yeah, you could do that. about that. That was so cool. It had, like, its own internal museum. And then it has, like, all the trophies. And they, they have all the, the information of all the games. It was just, like, for someone who loves video games. And for someone who nerds out over old information about Nintendo stuff. Like, it's, it's easily the perfect example of a dream come true piece of media. In a sense, for me, so yeah. If I'm honest, I think it would be Smash Four would be probably my best example. I don't know about you guys. I have an answer that's pretty Georgie. Okay. And uh, that is the the uh, the Witcher Three, and and that comes from <laughs> all of the books that I was reading beforehand because the the very beginning of that game does such a good job of writing on the pulse of what I was thinking was cool about going through those books at the time that I, I, I just couldn't believe how well they were nailing the tone, how you uh, see these uh, fan servicey moments of Care Morhen looking exactly like how it did in the Witcher one without them needing to change the floor plan for, for video gamey reasons. They just like up the texture resolution and put more foliage down there. Cause it's been three years and that's it. And then, um, they, they have you walking through this training routine with Siri that plays out just like a bit of the book that I was working through at the time that I was playing through that section. And the coincidence of that, of, uh, of hitting the book material at the same time as the game material gave it this surreal, feel to it that that hasn't been duplicated before or after that was really just just good fortune and uh uh lucky timing but that's that's my submission for that for for reifying pretty damn good the for reifying the abstract feels of two games and three books that i had previously consumed and loved that's why that's why i select that one as like my dream come true for for, for for weirdly doing what was a specific George thing. Um, shoot. I don't really pick favorites. Hollow so Knight doesn't for me. count, Matt. It's hard for me. All right, so um, okay, things that have blown my mind. It is like I would say, like on the like I'm a good sci-fi movie will just destroy it like i'll just sit there and i'll be sucked into this freaking 
future world that I one day want to be a part of. Like when I sat there and watched Interstellar, my brain was melting. I was just like, wow, how the hell did he make this look so good? Like, I don't know, just just like the cinematic part of um, Christopher Nolan, how he like creates these worlds like out of nowhere is is quite it's quite amazing i would say like um that you know like he he's made like the dark knight and stuff like that and Heath Ledger was amazing and stuff like that. everyone likes that stuff but like uh i would say as far as uh sci-fi movies um there's a, a few that come to mind like ex machina and and all that that has like sat there and like wow i really enjoyed that movie um i don't know if um I don't know if necessarily like blow my goddamn mind away um, type of stuff, <laughs> but uh, I guess that that's what I could pick. <laughs> I guess you know I like uh, yeah. I, I mean I could sit here and talk for hours about movies, but yeah, that's so far that's that's kind of what I first thought of, other than like you know like you know Westworld or Whiplash or you know any of those types of stuff. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alec Graham asks, my friend and I are planning a trip to Japan. So I want to get your input on a particular subject, social faux pas. What are some common things that foreigners do that really chap the hides of the locals? Good expression. (laughs) These can be things you were informed of after causing a social contract (laughs) and fraction, things you knew before going, things you picked up on after being in Japan. And Liam is already laughing. Uh, for example, I've heard, I've heard wiping your nose is a no-go. Liam, is that a no-go? I think you should talk well, yeah. loud in the train as well. They yeah, actually quite people, like it. Yes, really loud. Like, like there in your phone some... in the train. Yes. Oh yeah, we'll at get we'll get time. to the train. We'll get to we'll get to public transport because that's probably the main one. Um, but in terms of like stuff like wiping your nose, yeah, in Japan, blowing your nose or wiping your nose is like rude. Whereas sniffing. And making loud noises like, like sniffing fucking mucus in your nose is not for some reason, oh, even though it's oh, yeah, gross. And you can burp at the dinner table too. Well, I don't know about that. I mean, you can, but it's not. It's not like it's generally everyone's okay with it. What you can do though, which is totally fine and is actually encouraged, is slurping, because slurping is an indicator that your meal is really good. So usually if you're eating ramen or udon or something noodle based, you will hear <laughs> like someone's dick's getting stuck in the restaurant. Oh my because, god. Wow. Wow. Dude, it is like it is like every porno. It, like it, you would walk into a ramen restaurant, if you had your eyes closed, you'd think there was like a fucking orgy going on. It's so loud, just like people slurping all over the place. But it's an indicator to the restaurant and to the chef that your meal is good. It's so tasty that you can't stop eating it. So they are perfectly sociably acceptable things in Japan that aren't in the West. But in terms of like some things you definitely shouldn't do unless you want to be like, because no one in Japan is going to tell you not to do them. That's the thing about Japan is like we saw with Logan Paul, no one stopped him because in Japan, people aren't going to do it. They're just going to look down on you. And they're going to think bad of every other foreigner in Japan. So don't do things like talk super loudly on the train or the bus. Don't do it. 
don't drink or eat on the bus, you could probably drink, but don't eat. Especially like a sandwich or something messy. Don't do that. What about casual don't, conversation? Like you can have casual conversation. Just don't be loud. Like if you, you no, no, I was talking about with in. like if you're a foreigner talking to a boy or a girl. Like, how is your day going, or, or anything yeah, like that? No, does that ha- does that happen? Yeah, that's totally fine, right? Just gauge the level of the train you're on. You'll notice that most trains are pretty much silent, apart from usually younger people are talking, yeah. but they're not very loud, right? It's the same level. But you know what? Like, groups of foreigners are like super loud. You know, everyone's talking over each other, just like a three-person podcast. You know, it's it's gonna be loud, so you don't. In Japan, that's not that's not good. And on top of that, what's even worse is talking on your phone. Don't do that. Don't talk on your phone. Nobody talks on a phone anyway. These days, I haven't had a call. <laughs> what a uh, sentence. Yes. Usually, Americans act okay. It's the other people from the other man. countries around there. They act like dicks, man. God. I, I mean, I like know. they they talk trash about like the the people like serving them like it's so ridiculous it's i I don't know i'm talking smack about germany and all these other people who come into the freaking country and talk Uh, so much i don't know we call it gaijin smashing and it's it's just like it's all it's australians british american canadian oh it's american i I never see americans are like really quiet like the people i've seen over there no way dude no (laughs) no way there's a reason that Every like bad thing that happens in Japan is like because of a Yankee. <laughs> There's a reason they call bad Japanese students Yankees. Yeah. yeah, racism <laughs> towards Americans, like you know. But you know they're having cases. Like, with recently, of... like in Shibuya, Ugh. there was like a dude who was like graffitiing stuff, and he was a foreigner. And just like don't talk on your phone. Don't oh eat oh trains. oh! Did I ever tell you guys the story about when I got searched by the cops in Japan? Yeah, that did will they grab you? If you don't, if you don't have your passport, you you you're gonna go to you're gonna go to the. I, the, I had my passport. George. Yeah, you're lucky. If you didn't have your passport, you're gonna go I, to the police I, station. I, I was just waiting on a restaurant to open up, minding my own business, and the police. There's no were crime like, in Japan, George. Have you not heard? The police have got nothing to do but hassle foreigners, and that is totally true. That is something that. Is actually quite totally wrong. I, I I can assure you with with my own anecdotal experience that police will hassle the foreigners. They they, they won't they try will. to to kill you or um, beat no, you up no, at times. I never felt they? like I was in danger. They, they were not very intimidating. The, then really, Most of the time, who cares? They're asking if you're lost. <laughs> um, they, they're asking if you're lost most of the time. Um, but yeah, you're in the wrong loud. hood, boy. Don't be obnoxious. Don't eat in public. Don't eat on the street unless you're standing outside of a combini. Don't litter. Jesus Christ, don't litter. Like, there are no bins in Japan, so if you if you get, like, a bottle from a vending machine or you get, like, something from the combini Throw it and on you the walk floor. around, you're going to carry it around with you all day because there are no bins. So don't drink at all and piss on the floor as well. Yeah. I mean, you probably, you know, probably pissing on the floor is probably more socially acceptable than littering in Japan. Wear so. shoes inside. I'm, I'm glad I'm confusing inside. the whole message here. <laughs> I'm going to keep going with yeah. this. <laughs> track, track your dust all over their floors. They, they love it. Bring a yeah, broom and dustpan to sweep after you as you walk through the street. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it works. 
Uh, Garrett R. asks, As people who play, discuss, and critique games a great deal, how do you find a balance between letting yourself have fun, get immersed, and taking a step back to analyze or critique the game? There isn't. Do you f there isn't. Do you find yourself doing one or the other more often? Yeah. Lately, uh, I've been enjoying myself, even though the critique is just, like, in the back of my mind, just, like, nibbling at my soul. I'm still not able to enjoy myself. I, I, well, see, what you have to do is just don't, don't review games for a Whoops. long period of time, and it will slowly come back. It won't go away, but it will slowly come back. Like, oh, this Try game is only games. okay, but I'm enjoying myself. <laughs> Try and make games, and you'll realize how fucking hard it is. And then when you play them, you're like... Man, I wish I could make this game <laughs> and it could be the worst piece of shit in the world. And you'd be like, hey, at least I have a newfound appreciation for it. Oh <laughs> back, back, when I, back when I used to make mods, I would uh, constantly nag myself with the question in the back of my head when playing games. And that is, okay, what like programming or level design trick did they do to make this scripted event work correctly? What fucking and black magic did they do to yeah. this <laughs> Like, and, why and can't I do this? It's a little similar when when I'm playing games with my mindset now, because I'm constantly thinking in the back of my head, okay, how would I re-describe this in a script? And in, in neither case am I thinking, oh, this is fun. <laughs> or like, oh, this is cute that they thought of that. It's like, how do I reproduce this work in my own work somehow? Oh, and it, uh, I get it, it all the time. I get it all the time. And, like, I'm working on a new project now, and I keep playing, like, games of a similar vein to it. And I'm just like, fuck's sakes. I'm not worth like, anything. Like, it <laughs> sucks. Like, constantly think about work in the middle of not work. Yeah. Oh, uh, <laughs> slow depression any... <laughs> sets in yeah yeah i'm wondering if we're all just like suddenly feeling a, a, a terrifyingly overwhelming feeling of, of emotional intensity here at this damn question. it garrett uh, guys <sighs> guys did garrett kill us well thank you for listening to the dad and sons podcast <laughs> 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 I'm gonna go play games and and feel depressed about my life. Um, Hollow no. Knight will take me out of my depression. Yeah, because it's a game you can't possibly critique because it's so perfect. And it George, is what so are you gonna do? Perfect. It is a perfect ten in every way. <laughs> I'm gonna make. I'm gonna go make a YouTube poop. Oh. <laughs> I wish you were joking. <laughs> someone, 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 someone wrote a comment saying they wish, they wish I did a YouTube poop about Life is Strange. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! You would have to leave out of all record all it without the, the music and just like make it dry yeah. as possible. Yeah. Oh my god! I but this is the thing. I can't believe out of all of the U the E three talk we had last week. The one that got like a lot of comments was me trashing <laughs> Life is Strange's <laughs> script. Well, we had a really good reaction to it. Both me and Matt at the same time were like yeah. flabbergasted. How are you? Oh. Life is Strange is, is fine. It's fine. like David. It's what David gave you.